Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Hi guys, welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Lisa Ryan. And I'm Caitlin Menza. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. You can also subscribe to the podcast which we love. Yes. And you can leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. Which we also love. Yes. Um, and you can also send us an old-fashioned email at info at gallerypodcast.com. And we have a very stacked episode. This has been a very busy week. I always forget that June is like the highest time for royal events. Especially where hats are involved. Yeah. June is my favorite month anyway. And then it's just, wow, there's so many spectacular events. And we're recording on Tuesday and they're not even done for the week. Ugh. Who knows? Busy, busy time for them and us. Indeed. Uh, first, we have the Royal Ascot, and then we're going through to Garter Day and, of course, Father's Day with baby Archie. Oh, my gosh. And this week, we have a very special Royal Refreshment because it is on theme. And now it's time for the Weekly Royal Cocktail. We're back on our Pims. Back on the Pims. Back on the Pims. This is Pims and actually... um lemon-flavored LaCroix. <laughs> so it's both um, old-timey and British and very millennial New York. Very trendy. I have to say it's delicious. And if you guys are on the East Coast or apparently in the UK or the whole Eastern Seaboard, it is swampy, swampy, rainy. So um, I wore wellies here and I took them off because I was just so hot. Um, it was very British of me. And then the Pims is very refreshing and bright. So I'm very grateful to that. We're having a very British time recording British. our podcast about the British royal and family. We sure are. I'm wearing a Breton stripe. It's kind of Kate Middleton-y, right? Yeah. You know, Kate Middleton-y with the welly boots and all this. I'm barely proud and of myself. And your flywheel socks. And my flywheel socks. <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely not mine. I've never taken a flywheel class in my life. So... I love flywheel, so don't make fun of my socks just because they happen to be out right now because I'm in a professional setting with no shoes on. My socks are also out because my <laughs> shoes are also wet, and I love flywheel, so I am commenting that you're super fit. Uh, thank you. Uh, so we have an email. Would you care to do the honors? I would because I love, love, love this email. I mean, I love all listener emails, but this is a really good one. It's from Donica, subject line, love you both, which, again, strong start. <laughs> uh, hi, you guys are the beach, the best beach podcast ever, and I live in California, so I'm at the beach quite often. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> I haven't been to the beach in so long. I also haven't seen the sun in so long. It's the third week of June. I haven't been to the beach yet. It hasn't even felt like beachy weather. Should I move to California? Like a lot of questions to I consider. Don't know. I saw a lot of tweets about it today. Yeah. It's just like where I want the sun to shine. Um, so Donica writes, I'm currently starting from the beginning while also catching up on the new podcast every week. You're both sophisticated but fun. And all I want to do is go to brunch with you and ask questions about the royals. That can be arranged. Yes. Um, also sophisticated. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean a dream. It's a dream to be considered sophisticated. <laughs> sophisticated and upper echelon. I'm still not over that from oh, last yeah. week. And we're not wearing shoes, so super sophisticated. Super sophisticated. I'm sweating so much. I'm new to the royally obsessed life. Meghan Markle is my idol. So much class and heart. If I could ask you guys a question, it would be, 
if you could interview the Duchess of Sussex and the Duchess of Cambridge, but could only ask two questions to each of them, what would they be? This is such a great Royals conversation starter. This is. And I'm using that as a delay because I'm thinking of a good answer. This is such a good question. Okay, I've thought of one for Megan. How about I do one Megan, you do one Megan, I do one Kate, you do okay, one Okay, do, do a Megan. Okay, so since I'm a writer, I want to know about her writing process. I'm really impressed by the writing she does. That's and very fair. So I want to know how she does it and does she have panic attacks all the time like I do while I'm writing. <laughs> That's really fair. Um, okay, what comes to mind is I kind of want to know – like what other causes she wants to take up, but that's like kind of lame and like Hermione Granger question. Um, I guess I want to know how she's handling the pressure. Like if we could like sit on this, if we could go to brunch together, me and Meghan Markle, I would want to know how she's handling the pressure because I feel like she's been through so much in the last couple of years. And I just, I wonder about that. Maybe that's kind of dorky too. That's not dorky. That's more um, meaningful than mine which was just kind of like no I just I want her to be my friend so that's part of it and I'll be like cry on my shoulder tell me how it's going you know (laughs) also show me pictures of Archie on your phone like that would be our conversation um what do you think about Kate what would you ask Kate okay um well now I feel like a nerd um I'm not asking anything that personal I want to know who her favorite photographer is oh interesting yeah like who is she checking out and saying I want to recreate that I would love to know, like, what art books she has because you just know she studied art history. She has access to these kinds of things. That she has, like, a beautiful coffee table book or maybe a whole library collection. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Um, I would ask Kate. I would want something where I could sort of break down and, like, unlike Megan, who we've, you know, all these – we have such an archive of interviews and things that she did before she was a royal and, of course, her blog. So we, we know a bit more about her personality. I would just – I wish I knew more about Kate's – real personality. So I think I would ask her um, which of the Babysitter's Club girls she most related to. Caitlin, which one do you <laughs> relate to? Well, I not any of them really. Like maybe I was a Marianne when I was younger, when I was reading them because I was like really shy, but that's not the case anymore. So now I think I'm more of a Stacy, but I'm not as fashionable as Stacy and Maybe not as boy crazy either. And then I later in life became a Christie, which is a boss lady, I think. Who do you think think Kate is? I think Kate is maybe a Claudia. She's an artist. um, And she likes fashion. But she can spell better than Claudia. Claudia was one who couldn't spell. Mm, interesting. And we know you don't like people who can't spell. I don't like that. So it's it's complicated. But I would want to know something like that. Just something that, like, lets me get at her, like, pop culture understanding. Remember they said they watched Game of Thrones or something once? Or, like, I want to know which Sex and City character she is. Charlotte. I want to know, I want to know which Adam Sandler movie she likes. None. <laughs> I just want to know, like, what she watches on Netflix. Did she watch Fleabag? Did she watch Fleabag? Well, she let me use her Amazon Prime account so I can finally watch Fleabag and like catch oh up with the rest God. of America. You haven't watched no, it? No, I don't have an Amazon Prime account. You can use my account. You might be the only person in the world I'll trust with my password. Okay. Thank you. You can watch it. You have to. Oh, my God. How are we? What are you doing here? <laughs> Leave. 
You gotta like log on. See, you see what you've done, Donica. That was a really, really great question. Um, she ended her email. Thank you so much for put, putting something lighthearted, joyful, and fun out there. It helps all of us on the not so sunny days, and it's so much fun to listen on the sunny days too. Keep shining, and please never stop making this podcast. Well, I gotta tell you, the more people who subscribe and leave us five stars, the longer we can do this job. Yeah. So, so just keep that in mind. If you haven't done it already, please subscribe. <laughs> five star review. Indeed. Um, so now we have this week in royal history. This week in royal history. Um, and it's a helpful, informative one. Um, it's the history of the royal ascot. Yes. So, first of all, we got this from Town and Country, but these dates I'm about to say, I got from Wikipedia, <laughs> you know, the best news source out there. So, um, the ascot race course opened in August 1711, which is very long ago. Indeed. Personally, I think that. And then um, the royal ascot according to Wikipedia, <laughs> has been held on um, the third week of June since 1911. Indeed. Um, so, yeah, over 100 years. Um, and the, the Royal Ascot's official motto is, like, nowhere else. It's a major event on the British social calendar, as we well know, because, I mean, I think of it as a royal event, but it is also um, a British high society aristocracy event. And again, we're getting this now from Town & Country, not Wikipedia. Yes, and it's opened every day by the Queen. Um, and there's... What I think is important is that there's a royal enclosure, like not just VIP section, but a royal enclosure, which is like where obviously the fanciest people stand. Um, I think my favorite part from this write-up, though, is a very, very concise um, sentence that would make Americans understand what it is. Uh, The person wrote... uh, the most apt way to describe the experience to Americans would be to imagine a cross between a royal wedding and the Kentucky Derby, except boozier, if that's humanly possible, via champagne rather than bourbon. I love that. I feel like that's what you need to know. Yeah, it's a horse race. It's horse stuff, which is why the queen loves it so much. And she opens it every day. And uh, yeah, you wear your finest. But unlike the Kentucky Derby, where you can kind of wear a seersucker and just like have fun with it, um, there's actually fashion requirements. It's almost like sort of Wimbledon in that kind of way. Like, you really have to be dressed up. So the men are required to wear a full morning suit with a waistcoat and either a black or a gray top hat. Completely ridiculous requirement, but I'm very grateful for it. I love it. it. I love (laughs) a man in his top hat because I think it looks crazy. Yeah, and they're only allowed to wear black shoes and they have to wear socks. And ladies have to wear a hat with a minimum base of four inches, which means no fascinators. That's crazy. That is crazy. And the dresses have to be modest, which, like, of course, you're never going to see Kate Middleton, like, wearing a leather mini skirt to these kinds of things. Um, but then each section has its own set of sartorial guidelines. So, like, the royal enclosure is more strict. But then there is the Windsor enclosure, which is most relaxed with no dress code at all. So maybe that's, like, if a normal person like you or me went, we would go there in our seersucker because obviously we'd be very confused. Yes, indeed we would. Um, and so then Town & Country also gave us some statistics. So it, it runs for five days. It just started today. So again, we're recording at the beginning of the of the ASCOT, but it will con- so we'll have even more content for next week. But over the course of those five days, there'll be 300,000 attendees and they will consume on average 56,000 bottles of champagne, 44,000 bottles of wine, 21,000 jugs of Pims, and 60,000 finger sandwiches. I love that so much. And then there's also 80,000 cups of tea and almost 130,000 bottles of water. Well, you have to balance out all that champagne. I know you have to like water it down. Yeah, or I'd fall asleep. 
it's been known to happen. <laughs> I would fall asleep too. <laughs> We'd be surrounded by horses with our giant hats on and falling asleep. Yes. And you can, um, one popular activity is to bet, you know, it's all about betting on the horses and you can bet on what color hat the queen is going to wear. And Caitlin, this morning I forwarded you yes. a press release I got from like a bookie being like, here are the top bets. Yeah. People are intense about it. Yeah, she wore um, baby blue. And I have to say that a lot of the royal ladies did. Um, of course, Kate Middleton wore baby blue. Um, Eugenie wore sort of a teal. Zara was in a blue patterned dress. They all looked really lovely together. I'm sure yeah. there was a text chain about it. Um, you know, they got that WhatsApp group that we've heard about. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was lovely. So what do we have to say about today's? So that's the history of it. Um, so today was opening day and a lot of the royals were there. Um, the Cambridges, the Tyndalls, uh, Eugenie, Beatrice. No Harry. No Harry, no Megan, but they should be, you know, you like know, home with Arch. Maternal, paternal, whatever. <laughs> they should be doing that. But yes. um, so I think the most notable thing, other than the fact that the queen wore baby blue, and congrats to anyone who won money on that. Yeah, not me. Um, Kate wore this Elisab um, dress. Or actually, it's a two-piece Yeah, outfit. it's a two-piece. It's like a, a sort of a blouse that's actually tucked into the skirt. You would be understood if you mistook it for a dress. Um, so I was – I'm very grateful to all the accounts that we follow for being so informative – all the Instagram accounts for being so informative about this because, for example, we love the Instagram account Kate Middleton with one D in Middleton. And they gave some history about this look and they pointed out that Ili Saab is a Lebanese designer but – one that Kate has never worn before, and there's been a push for a while for her to wear this designer because it's just, like, very up her alley. And people were like, "Where? come on. I always remember Elisab for designing Holly Berry's um, Oscar dress, the one that she won where she wore, like, the maroon skirt with the sort of, like, naked top with the flowers over her chest. I remember them for designing the dress that Blair Waldorf marries Chuck Bass in. Oh. Spoiler, Gossip Girl, sorry. <laughs> but it's been, it's been a long time. Yes. But that's the dress in Central Park. But also this look to me screamed, other than, sorry, other than the giant uh, Philip Treacy hat with yeah. the flower, it screamed like Blair Waldorf to me. Yeah, very, very Blair Waldorf. Um, blue. Really dramatic. Um, this, did you write this for the cut? Yes. <laughs> this is my article. <laughs> We're looking at the, I'm like, I love that this writer said that she looks straight out of an impressionist painting. You, that's spot on, Lisa. I was like, I feel like I could walk into the Met <laughs> and see her in one of those painting of fancy people doing fancy things. Yes. Um, there was so many like styling like items that I want to discuss. She wore these big blue topaz earrings and she wore silver metallic heels. Now we know Kate Middleton loves a neutral like beige kind of nude shoe and this is not that she wore a silver shoe I'm very proud of her she's she, stepping out she also wore silver sparkly last week I believe it was like the day we recorded or yes. the day after when she went to an addiction um event yes a dinner I mean, it was like a gala dinner yeah and she wore like very sparkly shoes yeah so I'm really loving all these metallics a uh, bravo and then brava because she's a woman and then the the clutch was also silver and I liked that as well um I'm gonna say this just quickly and we can move past it I don't love this look. I know you don't because I saw your tweet and it was very <laughs> ominous. I actually tweeted it. Or, or, sorry, I deleted it. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm little, calling you out. No, no. I deleted it not because I thought it was controversial, but because I genuinely slipped and accidentally deleted it because um, I was deleting another tweet. Whatever. It's a whole thing. But um, <laughs> I didn't love this look. I just think it's like a little matronly. I mean, we know that Kate 
sort of tends this way. She goes really conservative. And for what it's worth, um, she did edit or her team edited the Ilya Saab look. They lengthened the sleeves. This mm-hmm. actual, that top had short sleeves, like kind of big and blousey. And she made them long sleeves or the team made them long sleeves. And then she lined the skirt more fully. Or again, I shouldn't say she and her team I imagine Ilya Saab did this for them, but the skirt was lined more fully because it was a very transparent skirt. The way I feel about this look is I really liked it for the occasion. She looked yeah. so old-timey, like right next to William looking so old-timey. It just looked like something yeah. out of a different era, so I really liked it for that. I think in real life, and um, I hope this doesn't offend our, our love Elizabeth Holmes, I'm not that crazy about yeah. bows, and so I found the bow to be a bit much. Yeah. And so I feel like in real life, if she's walking around with that, I'd be like, whoa, what's happening? But in this, I'm like, oh, beautiful romance. Yeah, it is very romantic, which I really appreciate. And I, I will say, like, in general with fashion, um, not that I'm an expert, um, as I'm sitting here in my flywheel socks, I would <laughs> say that I prefer when people just try something wild and crazy. Like, I'd much, it's much more interesting to me for Kate to have tried something than to do her sort of typical Alexander McQueen coat dress. Yes. So, <laughs> so I'm very glad that she went for it. And it, like, gives me something to look at. I love the little sort of polka dots on the skirt. It is so romantic. I love the sleeve. There's just so many things that I wish I could sort of take off. I feel like the, the like, uh, pussy bow neck thing is a little too much. I don't love the striped pieces of fabric on the bodice. It just feels like a lot, um, but it is very pretty and very romantic. Yeah, and, you know, at least she was wearing blue. She matched the queen. She matched Beatrice. Yes. Um, Eugenie, we don't have her photo in front of us, but she wore, like, a different shade of blue teal. Um, but then one of my favorite things to ever happen with the royals <laughs> occurred. And I, I've been trying not to cite the Daily Mail after the latest debacle, what they did to the pod. But they did something really funny. They, um, This is their headline. I actually took screenshots because I was like, this. I have to quote it verbatim. And so this is a real headline. And for my next trick, Mike Tyndall reveals a miniature top hat he's hidden inside his own to amused Sophie Wessex and the Queen at Royal Ascot. Has there ever been a more fun person than Mike Tyndall? There's also pictures of him basically trying to grab William's face. He's yes. Mike Tyndall. We love him. <laughs> we want to get beers with you. I mean, probably never happen, but we would love it. And I yes, I mean, for all the talk we just had about like what questions we would ask Megan and Kate. If still, if I were, say, at Christmas dinner um, at Balmoral, I would want to sit next to those ladies, yes, but I really want to sit next to Mike Tyndall. How yeah. fun is he? What a ridiculous character. So he wore a tiny hat inside his big hat. Yeah, so he had a big <laughs> hat on. And this is from screenshots from ITV. So you see him talking to the queen. He kind of bends he over a little head bit over. to, like, take off his hat. And what does he reveal? A but tiny a smaller hat. hat. You guys, if you haven't seen the pictures, like the headline and the concept are funny enough, but thank God this was captured on film. He is holding out his tiny hat that was hidden inside his big hat to the queen. Like he's not doing this to William or Kate or even Harry. He's doing this to the queen. And the queen is like the photo we have, the queen, Beatrice, Sophie, they're looking at the hat and laughing. Yes. It's like the best. Honestly, we've had so many amazing stories to discuss on the pod but this is a highlight this is one of the best things i've ever seen it's like archie's birth louis's birth the royal wedding and the time mike tyndall had a tiny hat hidden inside his big hat (laughs) it's so funny and sophie's like mouth open laughing and um beatrice is like looking over with sort of 
amused shock. And then the queen is just giggling also. It's just the best thing. He's the best guy. I love him. I feel him. like the Tyndalls are the best couple. They're so funny. I love them. They're just, oh, I'm so glad they were at this event. Not best in the world, but like best in this conversation. <laughs> they're they're really good cousins. And so speaking of hats, Royal Garter Day was Monday. So very busy week. Yeah. I was like, Monday? Oh my God, it was yesterday. Yeah. And what so a week. There were a ton of hats here. So it was at Windsor Castle. Garter Day honors the Order of the Garter. And if you're like, what is the order of a garter of the garter? It is a tradition that's been in place since medieval times. And basically knights, men and women, dress up in velvet and feathers. Yeah, that's a really important thing to know. And you can be um invited to join the order of the garter only by the queen. And so that is why, um, in case you were wondering, we had some extra special uh royals from elsewhere in Western Europe at this event. Yes, there was the Netherlands, there was Spain, and then you got this great photograph of two queens and two duchesses together, and it was so chic. And then it's like, oh, that's cool that the royals, I mean, the foreign royals stopped by. Was it just like to say, hey? No. No, luckily, Harper's Bazaar explained it for us, <laughs> although they cite ITV News, so ITV News explained it for us. Yes. Um, they said, King William Alexander of or William and Alexander of Netherlands and King Philippe of Spain are being invested as the super, stranger knights of the garter by Queen Elizabeth in this year's ceremony. Both kings posed with the queen and their wives to mark the special occasion. According to ITV, both kings received their appointments during previous visits to the United Kingdom, but the Order of the Garter ceremony sees them officially installed. Yeah, so they, yeah, they've been installed. They were um, appointed in the past, but I'm so glad that they sort of saved their Order of the Garter ceremony so that they were doing it together. I don't know why they chose to do that, but I'm really grateful that they did because we got the most like super powered, you know, megawatt celebrity royal event that we've had in a while like you don't kind of see this stuff unless it's like a royal wedding but yeah here we had the king of the netherlands the king of spain and the future king of you know the future kings of england all at the same event um and it was really funny to see yeah their wives in a line sort of just being like almost like wags you know that british term of like wives and girlfriends at a, at a football game like they were just the ladies watching their men like walk in a parade covered in velvet and it should be noted, um, Princess Anne, who is badass, was also in the parade. Yes, she and sure was. And the queen was, well, she probably would have been in the parade, I assume, but she's was driven, which I assume is old age, who knows. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, Letizia, um, Camilla, Maxima, and Kate Middleton. And this All was, in a row. This was Kate Middleton looking very Kate Middleton. Yeah, I feel like it was sort of everybody at their best. As I've said in the past, I love Queen Letizia. I think she has such style. And I just... I feel like it was such a great example of um, it. I always feel like Queen Letizia is an example of how you can be conservative and appropriate, but not stuffy, which I'm just saying is something that I think other people could learn from. So you have her just wearing this really chic white dress with like a black pattern. And then she was wearing a black hat with a full net across her face, which I just like for the drama. It, you can't super see it in the faraway photos. But if you look at the um, close-ups, just like I love the drama of a black net across the face. I would do the same kind of thing. And then she and Kate Middleton were both in black and white. Kate was wearing a brand new coat, which, again, she doesn't often do a Catherine Walker black and white coat, uh, white with like black piping and a Peter. Like otherwise her very 
typical silhouette of like Peter Pan collar, covered buttons, foofy skirt. That's a technical term, foofy skirt. Foofy skirt. Um, Yeah, and an old black hat. I don't have the date on the hat, but Elizabeth Holmes said that it was like a hat of her since college. Like that's how old that that piece is. I've definitely seen her in it before. Yeah, and then you had Camilla and Max in the middle, both wearing sort of uh, pinky tones. And I really liked Maxima's outfit because it had like the drama of a cape without a full cape. I love cape drama. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, it also has the sort of effect of looking like fashion coat. Um, That's a thing that we see sometimes in New York or at fashion shows where stylish women wear their coat over their shoulders as if it's not going to fall off their shoulders. Like they don't put their arms through the holes. They just like wear Mm -hmm. it over their shoulders and then like type on their phones. And you're like, that's impractical. So she sort of has that look, but it is practical because they're just like flaps. Yeah, because it's attached to her. Yeah. So that was another super fancy royal event. But then this past weekend was Father's Day. And oh I didn't – I'm going to sound totally ignorant. I didn't realize that the U.K. and the U.S. had the same Father's Day because it's they don't not, have the same Mother's Day. I was going to say it's not an unreasonable thing. I was also shocked. And the first um, Father's Day celebration that I saw on social media on Sunday was, of course, Archie on uh, Sussex Royal. So that was – I actually thought – at the time that that was a Megan thing. Like that was Megan celebrating American Father's Day. And then I saw the Cambridge Post and I realized, oh, no, no, it's Father's Day across the UK. I think that's a reasonable thing. I'm always surprised by like what people, you know, in other countries share with the US and what they don't. And of course, we're Americans, so we hate learning about other countries. So like, (laughs) for example, I was in London once the first time I ever went to London, I was there for Valentine's Day. And I was like, oh, they actually celebrate Valentine's Day too. Did you have a romantic time? No, I was there for work by myself. And I was staying in like a business hotel that was the size of like a twin bed. It was very depressing actually. <laughs> and I couldn't get dinner reservations anywhere because it was Valentine's Day. So I went to McDonald's. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you had a day. It was really special. Um, and then you went on to host Really Obsessed. <laughs> yeah, that was my first ever trip to London. So um, we but got... Yeah. We got the first, not glimpse of Archie, because obviously we saw Archie in the photo call, but we got the first Instagram post of his face, because we also saw the Instagram post for Mother's Day of his feet. I, I'm still taking this in. It's really been such a stacked week already, and this feels like it was so long ago. It was uh, two days ago, Um, but I really want to take a moment to appreciate how special this was. First of all, you sent it to me over Instagram. At I think they posted it at 8 a.m. Eastern time, and he sent it to me at mm, 8 a.m. and 30 seconds <laughs> on a Sunday. So I just want to commend you for uh, – we were both awake at 8 a.m. on a Sunday. We were both hungover as well because we hung out the yeah. day before and drank like <laughs> two glasses of wine. I still don't know why I was as drunk as I was. I was like – I went out to dinner with my boyfriend, and I tried to be normal, and he's like, how much have you had to drink? We had two glasses of wine. I don't – humidity. But anyway, <laughs> so we were both up very early, and I was just – I was not at all prepared for seeing that Instagram. Like, it really took me up. I mean, it woke me up uh, for sure if I wasn't already all the way there. And I was just so shocked. And I'm still kind of shocked. Like, I'm really interested that they chose to do this and that they chose to do it on Instagram and on Father's Day because I thought that our next glimpse of Archie would be at his christening. Oh, yeah. That's a valid thought. But I, I'm i so glad they did it this way because I think this is just an absolutely beautiful photograph. So if you haven't seen it already, I don't know why you're listening to this. <laughs> Maybe, again, you're trying to find the Daily, the New York Times podcast, and you you think we're Michael Barbero, but we're not. No, um, I'm not. But it's Harry holding Archie, and Archie's holding on to his finger. And you oh, see Harry's ring, which I think Elizabeth— 
this is Elizabeth Holmes Day, but I think Elizabeth um, pointed out that, you know, William doesn't wear a ring. And so it's such a contrast. To see and I don't think ring. Charles does either. Don't yeah. fact check me on that. But it is like, yeah, really striking. Of course, you're seeing the ring front and center. Um, it's very striking to see Harry's gigantic hand. He's like his hand is bigger than like Archie's head and torso. So we still got a little little guy. Here. I got to say, I knew babies were small, <laughs> but it wasn't until my friend had a baby recently. And I was like. Damn, your baby's small. So small. But like not shaming her. It's just babies are smaller than I thought because yeah. I guess I usually see them when they're like several months old. But like a newborn is tiny. This is a tiny, tiny little guy. Um, And we can't super see the pattern. He's wearing a patterned onesie. I can't come. I was just going to try to make a guess. It looks like air hot air balloons or something on his onesie. But it's super cute. His little sleeves are rolled up. Um, Here's what we can gather from his, you know, it was sepia tone. So we can't get a, we can't tell what his hair color is. Um. Oh, it's such a tiny little sliver of his face, but I am going to do that wild speculation thing that we do about babies' faces looking like one parent or the other. And I it's see, not at all creepy. <laughs> I see more Megan here in the eyes. I, I, I see that too, but I also um, saw a bunch of people sharing pictures of Harry as a child on Instagram, and so his eyes also look like that. I think, yeah. I think all we can really discern is absolutely beautiful baby. Yes. And he looks just so sweet and kind. So this sweet. is what I'm discerning. And he's just like holding. Oh God, we're we're getting broody. <laughs> broody, broody, broody. And look at his little hand holding on. To, like his whole width of his hand is one knuckle of his dad's. It's just really wild. Um, and the caption was just so chill after like the shock of seeing this baby. Just happy Father's Day and wishing a very special first Father's Day to the Duke of Sussex. The end. Super chill. Super chill. Um, and not to be outdone, of course, we did get a Cambridge post, um, which was um, <laughs> Louis on that ball at Kate's garden. Yeah. Looking super cute. Oh, I love that picture, too. And, and I love that he's like bent down with the kids and with with Louis and is making like a big face at him. And Louis looking at him like, Dad, you're crazy. And then also um, William shared a picture. Kensington uh, Royal shared a picture of William and Charles walking, and William's wearing, I believe, his um, air ambulance uniform. Yes. And so that that was very nice. Yeah, I loved all of that stuff. I just, again, I don't think enough can be said about how much we've seen their Instagrams grow in 2019. Yeah. I feel like Kensington Royal has changed a lot. Yes. And Sussex Royal has been itself from the get-go, and I I love, love it. it. <laughs> I do love it. Um, I, again, I think they're using Instagram exactly the way the medium is meant to be used. Um, similarly, uh, Eugenie posted a beautiful picture from her wedding um, where she just the back of her dress and she's going to hug her dad on her wedding day. Um, Jack is also there, but he's completely covered in the picture. And all you can see, you know, is Andrew's happy, happy face. And her her caption was happy Father's Day to all fathers and of course to my pups thank you for many years of happiness and for this special moment on 12th october 2018 pups um that's really cute well speaking of pups we had another really important father's day post from james middleton oh my god <laughs> he posted just when i can I, again the narrative of my sunday i couldn't be any happier than after i saw the archie post and then you you again you sent me the j Mitty post i'm on my phone a lot <laughs> no, no judgment no judgment you keep me you keep me informed so it's a picture of five dogs <laughs> obviously a dad dog and the four kid dogs and <sighs> he writes um happy father's day to all the dog dads out there and of course the regular dads and then a bunch of 
hashtags. Hashtag Father's Day. Hashtag Dog Dad. Hashtag Dogs of Instagram. Hashtag Dog Dads. Hashtag Furry Children. Now, so many things to say about this. He used the paw print emoji in the upper part of his caption. He did that thing where he did like dot, dot, dot down so that the hashtags are are not part of the main caption, which I think just shows an awareness of social media best practices. I don't know how people know to do that. I I've, see you do it sometimes, no, but I don't know. I've tried to do it many times. I can't do it in the main caption because it never works for me. The, the, all the periods just like line up together. So I do that in the first comment because when you comment on your own Instagram, it hides the comment immediately. So all my dorky hashtags are immediately hidden. That's just a, a trick. I've My Instagram is private, though. I I allow um, the Roros to yes, join yes. in. It's mostly just Celine Dion pictures. Um, <laughs> but I try sometimes to press enter in a caption and I can't do it. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how to do it. We're adults <laughs> in, who work in media. Um, <laughs> we're millennials who work in media. We don't know how to do this. Anyway, the point is this made me laugh out loud. The fact that James Middleton... He's the best dog dad there is. I love how into dogs he is. I myself am a dog person, so I just think this is so funny. I love when there are photographs, paparazzi photographs of him biking with his dogs, and he <laughs> has like this giant carriage of dogs, basically. It's just so great. And it reminded me go look at Jay Mitty on, I mean, again, I imagine you're following him. That's how you got to this podcast. But like, look or at you're his, looking for the daily. Yeah. <laughs> or look at his bio, because his bio is like, dog dad too and then he names all of the dogs it's just it's so funny and it's so down to earth and i i just i love this family i love every member of this family i just can't imagine anybody else doing this and him joining instagram was such a welcome welcome addition of the last year of royal life so or his instagram going public you mean that's what i mean um it's just so funny and also this photo looks professionally shot he might have portrait mode though that's true he is Whenever fancy. someone takes a picture of me in portrait mode, I'm like, am I a model? Should I be modeling? Like, is this what's happening? Should I be booked for commercials? I completely agree. This photo is just so, like, how did you get all five dogs to look at the camera? That's really hard. You have to be a dog whisperer. Truly. So on that note, um, before we adjourn the Royal Pod, we have some highs and lows. Oh, my God. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. Well, I don't want to use the... J. Mitty as a high, but it's hard not to. It's so funny. Well, we have to start on lows. Um, okay, you're right. So I'll start with my low. My low will be Mike Tyndall does weird magic tricks with tiny hats. <laughs> How come I didn't know about this? How come he hasn't been doing it this whole time? We are like his biggest fans, and yet we have not seen this. He's been withholding. Do you think, realistically speaking, I hope our producers are listening, of all of the royal family members, the most likely to actually be booked for this podcast is Mike Tyndall. <laughs> Just saying. Like, I feel like he's the most likely to say yes to us, like he, to go rogue. Just because he's nice and he'd be like, oh, they really want me on, sure. Yeah, like maybe I'll just run into him at a bar and be like, hey, Mike, you want to come to Long Island City? Come hang out with us. <laughs> um, probably unrealistic. But yes, definitely. I love your high-low because you're really cheating. Yeah, I It's know. a low that it's a high. Well, it was a really good week, so it's very <laughs> tough. What is your low? So mine's a cheaty kind of one as well. So it's a high-low because I saw this report that Rihanna and Meghan Markle are friends now because are like low-key secret friends because Rihanna is now living in London and that she the two of them are hanging out um, and bonding over their fame and stuff. 
they didn't know each other before, but they know each other now. So I got so excited when I saw this because nothing makes me happier on this earth than the idea of Meghan Markle being comforted by really awesome famous people. Serena Williams, Beyonce. Like, I just want to know what those text messages look like. Oprah. I love Rihanna so much. So the idea of them being friends just makes me like so happy. I just, I love it so much. My low aspect of that story is that it was reported by Radar with only one source telling them that. And I just, it's so thinly source that I just like don't buy it. It doesn't feel right or real to me. I was surprised to see it getting so widely circulated. I'm like, you guys, that's such a thinly source. It's because we want it to be true. Yeah, because it would be amazing. And they should be friends. They're both powerful, strong, independent women who are really passionate about important causes. Yes. Alas, I will wait for like the People magazine article. Yeah, that's that's true. Again, we're all about identifying which sources can like actually be believed. In my heart, I don't believe that this is true, but I want it to be true. Like it could be true, but we don't believe that this sourcing. Yeah, so that's my high low. If you're if you'll allow it, I'd like another high, which would of course be the photo of baby Archie. Okay, that's that's valid. I will allow it. <laughs> um, my high, other than Archie and James Middleton, James Middleton and Mike Tyndall. Mike Tyndall, velvet robes, the hats, feathers. Um, my high will be Elizabeth Holmes, friend of the pod, yeah. just a really wonderful, kind person. It was revealed today or announced today that she is writing a book. It's called HRH, So Many Thoughts on Royal Style. And we couldn't be more thrilled. She's so talented and so hardworking. And she's been a professional writer for more than a decade. So yes. it's going to be an insanely great book. And then she also has this wonderful newsletter that I subscribe to. I Me assume too. you have. Yeah, yes. I assume. So I hope everybody does. So just congratulations to Elizabeth. Thanks for being a wonderful guest, a wonderful pod friend. A, a one-time stand-in for me. Um, it also is a great excuse to have her on the pod again, though I don't want to wait until it the book comes out in fall 2020 for to have her back. But it is a really good excuse. Also, she's having a baby girl this summer. I don't know how she's getting all of this done, but I'm deeply impressed. And we love her so much, and we're so excited for her book. We're so happy. Um, you guys can drop us an email at infoacgallerypodcast.com to ask us any and all questions about the Royals. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Here's a real review from Fizz Fizzow. Great name. Cool name. Uh, delightful. Hands down my favorite podcast. I love Lisa and Caitlin's enthusiasm. It's like the podcast version of Text with my sister, but without all the screenshots of various royal Instagrams. <laughs> a must listen for fans of the royal family. Excellent. That's really nice. I've always wanted a sister, so that's Yeah, really we don't sweet. have sisters. We have brothers. We've we're missing out. But also know. we we Stinky know about younger brothers. Yeah, I know. We know like about sports, about like video games, I guess. Ugh, skateboarding. Mine didn't do that. Yeah, dumb stuff. <laughs> dumb stuff like that. Tony Hawk. I know a lot about Tony Hawk. I hate to tell you. Uh, so you guys can follow the show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. You can follow me, Lisa, at Lisa Raya on Twitter and Instagram and read my writing at lisaraya.com. Caitlin? You can follow me, Caitlin, at HeyKmenz, H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z on Twitter and Instagram and read my writing at CaitlinMenza.com. And until next week, God save the pod. There'll be more hats by next week. I'm so excited. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.